guys welcome back to the nevermind poly podcast hope everyone's doing okay welcome uh, everybody in thank you so much for checking this out my name is matt i'm your host and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world this is episode 126 i do believe off the top of my head and i am chatting to um well, i've gone to australia believe it or not and i've gone into the future where we we're just discussing this um with <laughs> australian metal band circles with the guitarist ted how are you my friend how's things how's your I'm evening well. we just discussed this yeah <laughs> well it's been my whole day i can, I can tell day, you about sure. my whole day which was quite uneventful but it was just i was doing house stuff believe nice. it or not it's the most uh, the glamorous thing ever on a sunday because <laughs> I haven't had a Sunday off in a while. Been a busy boy, so got sure. some house stuff done and bought some like cleaning goods. And, like, nice. Yeah, I tell you that's what, it's under, it's underrated, uh, and just having a real good clean, like it's so underrated. <laughs> Dude, I love it. You know, I'm I'm one of those people that's like, once I start cleaning one thing, I have to clean everything, and it just yeah, becomes yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like. And I definitely have some kind of mild OCD stuff. Like I'm the kind of guy that like fuels up in the, at the fuel tank at the petrol mm -hmm. stand, but I can only go to like five cent increments. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. One of those people. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I'm a bit weird. No, have you got, no, no, have you got any weird kind of like mild OCD things? Um, so I have a thing where I will a bit like yourself. I'll start doing something. I'll go. Uh, the, the, the front room needs like a returning around and I'll like move the sofa or something and then that just creates everything so the whole flat's a mess I just got everything <laughs> and I just end up creating more mess than when I started but it's uh it's a thing <laughs> how nice is it right at the end when everything's like changed everything's as it should be and you're like oh yeah absolutely but then normally because I'm just a psychotic individual I'm normally just like I don't like it put it back <laughs> I just spent two hours just rearranging everything but um yeah, we're obviously here to talk to you guys about music, about Circles, the band. Um, as I said to you uh, previously before we started recording, I wasn't sort of aware of your band too much. Um, I got sent through the, the single, um, which is great. And I was like, yeah, they're Australian. That's straight up my alley for a start because Australians are always the fucking most fun. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is really, really good and uh, really, really solid. So I kind of want to start at the beginning with you sort of personally. How did you kind of get into music? Because I think everybody's got a story of how they got to where mm. they are now. Because, you know, believe it or not, people don't pick up guitars and drums and bass and they're just, they're just there, brilliant at it. So how did it kind of start for you? <laughs> it definitely wasn't that. Um, mm. It took years and years of, of practice. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't very motivated to practice. I'm Fair. terrible. I never practiced because guitar is my... I guess, main instrument, mm -hmm. that's the guitar I play in the band, uh, yeah. as well as I write and produce the, mm -hmm. the band's work. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just through sheer will mm, <laughs> to get that stuff out. But I guess it got to a certain point where I didn't, like my technical skills weren't that important to me anymore. It was more so about mm -hmm. like, how can I use the tools that I have to be able to express myself in the best way possible? Yeah. And so... Although there's that age-old argument of like, you know, knowing audio, uh, call it audio theory, call it musical theory, mm. um, knowing theory is king because you know how to achieve what's, whatever's in your head. And then like yeah, sure. on the other, other side, people are like, no, nah, we don't want boundaries. Like music yeah. theory sets these boundaries and w what if there's other things more than, than just music theory? So it's like, yeah, I kind of sit somewhere in the middle there, like, I understand that, like the need for music theory because it's mm -hmm. really useful. But at the same time, I love not having any rules, or like Absolutely. being able to break every rule and see what sounds good to me, or see what sounds good to to what I feel like I'm I'm trying to express or something like that. So, but anyway, like from the start, basically it was right. I think I was in grade two. So in Australia, mm -hmm. I think grade two you'd be like six, mm -hmm. seven years old around there. Yeah. And so me and my friend, we, for some reason, he had a upright piano in mm -hmm. his house and we used to kind of muck around in it, not knowing what nice. we were doing. Yeah. But we, we we really wanted to learn, remember Axel Foley, the Beverly Hills Cop theme? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you nearly, that crazy, you nearly like, threw me. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that melody, um, yeah. full, you know, 80s. That thing. Yeah, yeah. So we learned how to play that. We both figured it out, and then mm. we both figured out the the bass bit, like the bass octave bit on the synth. 
straight Bright after it. Nice. That thing. So we both played that at like show and tell. Nice. In grade two. Uh, and that was like my first, I guess, public <laughs> performance. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's so silly. And it's like, ever since then, I think I was fascinated with like music and trying to figure things out by ear. And like, so I never took like any music lessons or t learned an instrument okay, up until yeah, like grade yeah. five. So like a couple of years later, um, yeah. when I was really interested in drums. Okay, for sure. And, nice. Yeah. And the, and the whole point of like me wanting to play drums is up until that point i was listening to just your radio pop stuff whatever was on the radio mm -hmm. it was yeah yeah it was what was what we were into as kids but like the first time i heard silver chair right um, yeah, later yeah. on in life so that wasn't silver chair silver chair was later on it was offspring yeah. i was right, okay. offspring first. amazing that's not what made me want to play drums i was like yeah, yeah, what yeah. is this music like it's mm -hmm. it's kind of rock but it's so fast and it's like angry and it's really cool um, yeah. And that got me into into drums, but what yeah. really wanted me to, what made me want to play in a band was mm -hmm. Silverchair, which is another nice, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, Australian band. Um, yeah, there's something in the water in Australia. <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was such a, a, a trip because there was at similar age, we're in a similar age group, mm -hmm. so it was like, oh, they could do it. They're just like me, you know what yeah. I mean? And that was that kind of connection that sparked the idea of like, we should like play music together, man, and do what they do, because it's cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, that's where it all started. And then uh, obviously switched to guitar at, at some point uh, mm. in, I was like 17. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. And the whole reason for that was I just quit drums because I heard Meshuga for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> that'll like, do it, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I was like, nah, I'm not playing drums. I, at least I know the basics, but... I'm done with drums because I, I can't play that and I want to play that really badly. But instead of doing like four things or four different things at once, like he does, yeah, yeah. like Thomas yeah, like, sure. does on the drums, I'll be like, why don't I just do the one thing and just do yes. that on guitar? <laughs> like, it seems easier rather than doing four separate things. So I just switched I, over to guitar. That's, that's how my dumb brain worked in high school. I'm like, oh, that seems easier. I'll just do that. <laughs> so my, my friend has um, told me a, a really good joke years and years ago. She said, um, she said, have you heard of this band, Meshuggah? And I was like, I mean, the nouns, I've, never, I've heard the name banded around, but I can't say I've heard them. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have a bad time two-stepping to Meshuggah. And I was like, what do you mean? And then I listened to it and I was like, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's yeah. my favorite thought about yeah, yeah. It's just someone in a mosh pit trying to two-step to them. It's just really funny. <laughs> and it's the thing, and, and Meshuggah's that band, like, mm. I feel like they transcend any kind of genre or sub-genre. Mm -hmm. yeah, even yeah, even sure. in, the, in, in the heavy or metal world, like, mm. you, you can always make friends with Meshuggah. Like, we were, yeah, yeah, I, I sure. remember our recent tour... And it was mm -hmm. um, when we did Europe with our friends in Caligula's Horse and I Built the Sky. Nice. And then on the second, by the second or third night, when everyone's kind of got a little comfortable with each other, just met, you know, because we just kind of met properly in person. And we were traveling for a whole month together on a bus. So, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. better get along kind of thing. So, you know, we were all just kind of relaxing. We all kind of knew each other anyway. But, um, but we really got together. And, and had a good time by like the second or third night when someone just chucked on Meshuga over the, nice. the stereo. And everyone's just like, and everyone starts talking about the, the band and then they start talking about their favourite song and then they'll start, they go, hold on, one second, this bit. And then yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. will start rocking out. <laughs> so it's just the, the band that just brings everyone together and everyone's got like a, the first time you ever heard Meshuggah's story. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I love that. That's, that's love awesome. It. So you alluded to obviously um, being a well-respected touring act and things. How how do you find the the touring life? Is because some musicians I've spoken to in the past have been like, you know, it it's part and parcel of the job as opposed to you know being in the studio and doing the creative side of it. Um, so do do you guys enjoy tour generally speaking, or is it kind of more sort of into the into the um, writing and creative side of it? If that makes sense. Each individual's different, I think. Mm. Um, being sure. a songwriter, I do love the the chasing of the creative flow that you get in the studio or just like that time when you just press play and listen back to what you just done that day or something or that, that session yeah. and you're going, yeah, I'm really vibing this. That Having that feeling is indescribable. Like mm -hmm. 
it's one of those things where you create something and you just out of nothing and you just can't believe what you're hearing almost like yeah it's it's just really especially if you're collaborating with someone and then you're both in the room there's just kind of like you're in this state of like almost hypnosis just kind of Mm -hmm. like listening to this thing over and over and over again like anyone else would think you're crazy because it's like how can you listen to this one four bar thing for like half an hour or an hour he's like you guys are crazy but um but it's just that feeling right but at Mm -hmm. the same time like being able to take that on the road and then have another like facet of music as in like sharing music with other people mm-hmm. that is yeah. something that's super that's something that i love to chase as well like that kind of feeling it's that rush mm-hmm. of being able to just be up on stage and play something that you've written at home with yeah. the collaborator or with the rest of the band out of nothing and we're vibing it and then someone else who's heard it is also mm-hmm. vibing it and especially yeah, yeah, if you're in yeah. another country where they don't really speak your language or anything, I've never met you for that matter. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's sure. a it's a crazy thing to think about, right? Like mm-hmm. you just go, we pay money to go see this group of people that have flown halfway across the world to kind of bang your head and scream at back yeah. at you know, like it's just a weird concept to think about. And then, and then just the the absolute kind of joy that it brings to people, it's it's crazy. So I love that feeling too. So it's I think. Some of the band, like a couple of the dudes in the band, they do love touring, but they also love, they hit this certain mark where they go, mm, I'm ready to go home now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, whereas, yeah, for sure. <laughs> whereas some of us like, I'm home when I'm home. I'm yeah, just yeah, enjoying for sure. this for when I can. So I get, I get both sides because some people just like that. They love the comforts, they love you know, the safety of, you know, and some people just like being told what to do every day, which is basically touring. <laughs> There's no responsibilities. You're like, you just be here at this time. And yeah. if you don't, you miss out. <laughs> That's all it yeah. is. For sure. Fun, well, do you do you have a particular favorite territory that you guys have played or i mean again it doesn't there's no shade on the one that you pick if you do pick but it's like is there a particular place that goes harder than anywhere else or somewhere that's really surprised you on in your um, touring days i think i think europe in general is awesome just mm-hmm. i don't know just because we've we've had such a good time over there and that's where we get a great response yeah um eastern europe for some reason they they seem to really I know, I kind of feel like they really dig it mm-hmm. a lot. I'm not too sure why. Maybe it's the style of music that that we played at the time or whatever, but for the last few times we've been to Eastern Europe, it's been great. Yeah, um, sure. But everywhere, really. Like, it's just... Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, cool. it's just like, a dream, it, I guess, to, to do yeah. you, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild, man. Like, even just going over to Sydney or, like, to another state mm-hmm. in Australia. Like... Yeah. Oh, this is crazy that people will come to a show and listen to your music and pay money for it. <laughs> you know, it's pretty wild. So, yeah, it's fun everywhere, really. I think it's, and it's also nice, like, to be able to talk to people after the show mm-hmm. is, is another highlight. It's just like, I'm just curious on, on their story. I was like, well, yeah. what made you listen to this, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I get that completely. It's, it's interesting. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've, you've probably had the same kind of, you know, same few bands that you probably go, yeah, I'd love to know and have a chat to that person and see what they Absolutely. thought about. Absolutely. I mean, I've got a bucket list as long as you're around with people who, you know, <laughs> so I, I keep, you know, I'm getting the, the podcast, getting a lot of traction and it's all very good and very, you know, I'm very happy about it, but I've just got a feeling one day I'm going to get a knock on the, knock on the door, tap on the shoulder and go, excuse me, are you meant to be here? And I'm like, <laughs> you tell me like, but you know, <laughs> yeah. people will keep you. Um, so I done YouTube prior to, um, to podcasting, like um, filming yeah. from festivals and things like that. And people would come to me and like, Oh, you're Matt from so-and-so. And I'm like, what? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. I've been sat like watching you in my in my bedroom on my tablet or my iPad or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? like? It is mad, but it's again, crazy. with this podcast, we, me and um, my co-host, um, way back in the day when he uh, he sort of had uh, a family and stuff and couldn't commit time and whatever, um, we'd got listeners from literally everywhere from little old England where I reside to Australia to Canada, US, Philippines, Japan, South Korea, and I'm like who the fuck is listening to me in South Korea, for example? Do you know what I mean? Or wherever. I'm like, yeah. mental. That's but, um, wild. It is wild. And that's the thing. I think um, it lends yourself, if you're creative, and 
again, I don't want to like talk too much about the whole lockdown end of the world thing because it's such a, <laughs> I'm so over talking about it, but yeah. it's a universal thing that everybody went through. And I don't think we've ever had that as a, as a human race before. Um, so how did kind of you yeah. guys navigate it, I guess? Because obviously I'm in England, we had a pretty rubbish time of it, but how did you guys <laughs> sort of uh, deal with it over there and, and cope with things? Well, I'm not too sure if you know, but Melbourne was like the longest lockdown city in the world. Was it? Wow, okay. I yeah. mean, I yeah. don't really generally watch the news too much because it's just too yeah. depressing, oh. to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, same. And, and this is what I did. Well, this is basically my last couple of years and, mm. and this ties in nicely with the whole, you know, the, the release that we've mm. gonna, yeah, yeah, sure. we're going to put out and also the, the single, obviously. Yeah, um, sure. Because this was all written during that time mm. and it was new. It was, yeah. it was a different time. Like we've never been through, or I've never been through anything like this. No, and we sure. were proper locked down. Like Melbourne was in, like we had curfews. We weren't allowed really? past 9 p.m. You, if you were oh, wow. outside at yeah. past 9 p.m., you could technically get arrested. You know, Bloody it's yeah. crazy to think about. Even now, like when we're going through it, we were like, okay, well, I guess, I guess that's, you know. Yeah. I, obviously people were against it too. Like people mm -hmm. were, there were riots every week. It was almost like the end of the world. It's like mm -hmm. people were just losing their minds and rightfully so because it's like yeah. we don't know what the hell's going on. And then the government's making up these rules. It feels like they're just making them up willy-nilly and just going, oh, we're doing this now. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and at the time you're just like, what the hell, dude? Like it, yeah. I'm fine. But at the same yeah. time you go, well, we've, we don't, they don't know what they're doing either. Like no, I, we can't absolutely. be upset at them because they don't know. They're just reacting yeah. to what's, what's happening. But anyway, you can just go on and on about that stuff. But mm -hmm. for, for me personally, it was, it was a time where I've, like yourself, like I just cut off all social media. I yeah. knew that was a bad, it was going to be bad because if I'm locked inside, what else have mm -hmm. I got to do with my time apart from, yeah. you know, write music and stuff like, I'm going to be reading up on news and see yep. what people are saying. I knew that was very toxic right from the start. So I just turned off all social media. Could have been a bad idea if I was, because I live alone. And yeah, then, I mean, me too. So it's fine. <laughs> I feel you on that yeah, one. It's, uh, yeah, but, um, man. Yeah, I'm okay with usually that. Like I've, my, I'm a bit of a loner anyway. Like, mm -hmm. like a lot of musicians were kind of, I'm a, like an introverted kind of guy and I'm yeah. not very like, extrovert in that sense of like uh, I'm, I'm in a, but I'm okay being on my own and that was yeah, kind of sure. played I kind of leaned into it, that a little bit I'm like I'm going to use this time to really um, yeah just really level up as, as a human being and just like mm -hmm. well, what else can what can I do from inside here and yeah. so well, I can obviously spend more time writing music let's use mm -hmm. this time to really focus in on getting the next release because it's like well what else can we do and like let's Absolutely. be creative absolutely but, uh, but yeah doing everything over zoom which was interesting and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely definitely yeah. that brings me quite nicely onto onto the single uh sleepwalking which you guys have released a, a few days ago at the time of recording um it's fucking great and i'm uh, you know uh, i'm not just saying that because you're on <laughs> zoom to me it's genuinely fucking great um Cheers, so man. And you spoke before about obviously producing your own albums and stuff for the band. How did you kind of get into that side of it? Because again, playing guitar and being musical is one thing, but then the production side, I, I would assume, is a whole different beast. So how did that kind of come to be and how yeah. did you do that? Yeah, totally. That's that's kind of half of, of my passion as well. Like obviously mm -hmm. early on, early on, I was passionate about music and like playing instruments and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, it, there was this parallel me going, but I actually actually like everything to do with audio because I'm a bit of a, mm -hmm. I don't know, a bit of a nerd in that sense. Like I, I think I, I think I like, the word is um, audiophobe. I think they call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're looking yeah. Up, yeah. <laughs> I, I I was just so into that kind of stuff, like mm. just figuring. I used to like open up electronic mm. gear and look at it and see if I could redo it. Like I would mm -hmm. take things out and put things back in and. You know the, the, that kind of stuff. I loved building those kind of things. So I started to get interested in audio because me and my mate, oh, I think it would have been really young, would have been like seven or eight. So we used mm -hmm. to do these things, and because we just watched Terminator Two, nice. <laughs> we're obsessed with Terminator. <laughs> like we used to act out scenes and like play them out, and like yeah, and yeah, it was a thing. Like we were kids, and so oh, that's cool. <laughs> we used to do the voiceover, 
on this. Mm-hmm. So my parents had this like ghetto blaster. Nice. Uh, that yeah, was yeah. like two cassette tapes. And so yeah, you yeah. can, you know, remember you can dub tapes and record one to the other. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's this boy. Anyone listening from the there. age 2000 has got no idea, but roll with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you guys talking about, you dinosaurs? Exactly. But back in the day, kids, there used to be cassette tapes, yeah, which was sick. And so you used to be able to copy one tape and you'd dub it. Yeah, so what sure. we used to do, and they had the Ghetto Blaster had a little microphone, like an inbuilt, mm-hmm. really, really terrible microphone. So we got yeah. like a matchbox car and like rolled it over this like little thing to make little wheel noises and do like sound effects. And then we would recreate the, one of the yeah. Terminator scenes and like do the voiceover of um, Eddie Furlong and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that I was like, oh, you can record things onto here and then record yeah. it back onto the other. You know, you swap the tape and record yeah. back onto it with another version of you yeah. talking. Yeah. And that way you can kind of create this layer of like, I've just re- dubbed my voice over my own voice. And yeah. that, I must have, you know, the cog started turning in my little kid yeah. brain and go, oh, what if, and then later on when I was playing instruments, like, oh, what if I do that? And then I do this other bit and then you can record yeah. it on top. And so that really kind of fascinated me. And then I think later on, uh, my parents bought me for Christmas this uh, Tascam four track recorder that you record yeah, yeah, yeah. onto cassette tape and so we i used that and then got this radio shack microphone <laughs> for like 20 bucks nice. and um hung it in over the fan so it just sat over my drum kit so i just kind of play drums and then yeah. i'll get on the guitar and then lay a guitar thing over the top and mm. then you know do some vocals or whatever and then do some more guitar and like bounce it to the other track and so that just became i got fascinated with like trying to create sounds not just with the one instrument, but from multiple instruments. And I guess that's where like production became a, a passion for me. It's like, oh, I can do this with sound. And if you turn this knob, it turns the treble up and this one turns the bass down. So if I want to make it, if I want to put like, um, you know, this guitar lick thing that's, yeah. you know, played up higher on the neck, oh, it sounds better if I take the bass out because yeah. it clutters the, the rhythm. Like, Because if, if I play the rhythm guitar, it's all kind of low frequency. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, if I make the, the lead thin, that way yeah. I could do more of them and do a harmony yeah, yeah. like Iron Maiden shit over the top. <laughs> and it, and it yeah, won't yeah. sound like all messy and stuff. Now I can really hear everything clearly. And then that, like, you know, my brain started firing off all, <laughs> you know, all these ideas. And like, oh, that's how EQ works. That's how you mm-hmm. balance a mix. Yeah. Like. Those kind of things later on, obviously, when I've learned all the techniques and stuff later on, I was yeah. learning those things as when I was a kid, but just kind of not realizing what it was, but just doing what sounded good. And I think at the end of the day, when you learn any kind of audio tips or tricks, it's just, it's usually just trust your ear and get your Absolutely. ear tuned in. Mm-hmm. And I must have been doing that from a young age. So by the time I got serious about production, my ear yeah. was kind of tuned to those kind of things and it had like a good kind of foundation to be able to work stuff out. So yeah, that's kind of where production came in. And and especially on this song, um, I've really tried to incorporate more of my production songwriting, whereas mm-hmm. on a guitar or like a bass or a keyboard or anything, you, you're kind of restricted with the notes that you have. Yeah, for sure. Whereas with production and sound, you can manipulate those notes into whatever the hell you want. Absolutely. And you can yeah, make, yeah. you know, you can make a piano sound like a jet engine or like, you know, you can just manipulate audio to whatever you want. So I'm like, it's more rather than a two dimensional thing, you've got like this three dimensional idea and sound that you can achieve just from, you know, just through creativity rather than them playing more instruments. So that's kind of cool as well. So I try to incorporate a lot of those kind of ideas into the new, new stuff. So that's why there's so, it's so dense. There's so much stuff in there. That's the thing. I was going to say. Obviously, I've given it a good few spins, and it, and I'm I'm just merely a music fan rather than like I don't know the production side or anything. But to me, when I listen to it, there's there is a lot of density in terms of heaviness, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of heavy guitars and bass yeah. and things like that. But at the same yeah. time, there's passages where you can breathe, and it allows you to breathe, and then it crushes back in, and it's kind of like <laughs> little tiny little bits and snippets that unless you listen to it three, four, five, six, seven times, you don't hear the first time. And it's kind of like, it's, I yeah. always think it's a bit like sort of a, um, 
uh, a smorgasbord of, of things you know you're like you start picking things out and like <laughs> okay that's cool and um in a way it kind of reminds me of how something like a pop song would be written because there's just so many different layers to it and um so i'm massively into pop as well as metal <laughs> you have yeah. shirt but it's kind of like when you break it down it's like there's so many different things to it and it's kind of like and the euro guys are a five piece have i got that right uh, yeah, we're four pieces. So we're, there's four there's piece, four members sure. there. Yeah, it sounds like there's six or seven or eight. You sound <laughs> yeah. like you like. Do you know? What I mean? And I'm just because that's the level of kind of the leveling and, and things is just like there's so much going on, but at the same time it doesn't sound muddled. If that makes sense, which is kudos to your yeah. production job basically, uh, and oh, you guys awesome. are layering it together. So it's really really cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's, that's definitely that's definitely the idea. Like the the, and you're spot on. Like you're just just your description of it was spot on. Mm. And that was basically my idea of how I wanted it to sound as, yeah, as the sure. producer. It's like, we've got so many musical elements and this is like the, there's pros and cons to doing it yourself. You get the freedom, mm -hmm. but yeah, the, sure. the con is definitely like, there's no, there's no full stop. There's no yep, like absolutely. stop enough, you yep. know? Like, so when yeah, I'm writing, yeah. I'm just adding stuff. It's like, oh, this sounds sick. I'll add that in. Oh, this sounds sick. I'll add that in. And then yeah. the, and because of, of the lockdowns as well, I didn't have my co-writer or any of the other band members going, yeah. stop, it's good enough. Stop yeah, adding yeah, any more shit. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's just on my own, just adding all this stuff. And I'm like, but I like it all. And then I'm going to have yeah. to make this work. So I just yeah, sure. obviously tried to, yeah, manipulate audio as much as I can to make all these elements heard. But at the same time, instead of having it static, as in like, oh, let's mm -hmm. turn it all down, yeah, let's use, sure. say, automation and just bring those elements up in certain sections. So it pops out to your ears as a listener yeah. and go, oh, that's there. You notice it and then it goes away. Yeah, And then every right. now and then it comes back. Oh, that's right. That thing is still there. Cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. So it's like this living, breathing thing. So it's like that's where the creativity of a producer comes in, in hand because like if you're in a band, if you're just using musical instruments and you write a song, you yeah. might write a song like A, B, C, D and it's like, cool, that's that's it. Yeah. But and then you go, well, let's move A up a bit, you know, B slightly up and then C down here, then D back up here. Now yeah. you've got like this another dimension to the song that's not mm -hmm. like, oh, you don't play E and then G here. It's like you play E and G, but you repeat the E, but you play yeah. an octave higher, but it's got this reverb on it that comes in and out. And then, yeah. and then the drums are kind of holding that beat. So every second, the second time the snare hits, this thing releases. And so mm -hmm. now that you feel like the snare has been hit different every second time it comes around. And little yeah, things sure. like little Easter eggs thrown in here and there that the normal re regular listener probably wouldn't notice, or I don't think anyone really notices except for me because that, I did it. That's the thing as well. Like, you know, that uh, some you, you can take that and what you guys do, and that's very, you know, technically brilliant, and obviously. But obviously, you look at someone like, um, you know, so Nickelback, for example, they write mm. four, four fucking bangers every single day so of the week, good. right? I love and people were like, oh, but they're rubbish, da, da, da. and it's like, well, if everybody could be Nickelback, there'd be a hundred Nickelbacks, but there's no one like, do you know what I mean? In the, in the same way. Right. So it is an art form mm. and a skill to be able to make something that's mass appealable, but also because some people, um, people who aren't into metal per se will go, oh, it's just screaming. It's just loads of heavy guitars, but it's like, you've listened to like 10 seconds of that. You're just like, if it's a three minute song, it might be a minute of, you know, heaviness. And then let's like, to the point sometimes that you take a band like Sugar we spoke about earlier, where they get to the point where you physically like gone, eh, I can't listen to them anymore. And then it's like, and then there's a release and it's like, oh, I'm back. And then it yeah. smashes around the head again. You know, like, <laughs> so that's the joy that like we find we have as like metalheads, I guess. Um, and it's really cool yeah. to kind of, yeah, to, to hear that from, from you guys, from the layering perspective. And things. it's just really interesting, I think. Yeah. And I think that's where the, the, I think where the term progressive is applied mm -hmm. to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As in like yeah. our previous works, I guess, were a bit more like your traditionally progressive metal kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But yeah. I still, I guess the, the mentality is progressive in the, in the sense of the songwriting mm -hmm. rather than yeah, yeah. instead of going, oh, this is going to be in 7, 8, then this, and then we're going to go around here and it's all conceptual and all that kind of stuff. That mm -hmm. is kind of the, the stereotypical, I guess, prog tag. Yeah. The, the way that we wanted to apply it to our music was like in subtle ways 
And yeah, so yeah. like every chorus is slightly different in a way, mm-hmm. whether if it's like a, a sample or if it's like a one note here or there, or if it's just the, the changing of like a, a plural of a, of a lyric or something mm-hmm. like that. Just sure. really, really minor things, but they're, they're very kind of um, on the surface level, you can't tell. Yeah, but when you mate, take a, sure. when you take like you say, you, you take a couple of listens and then you start noticing things that you didn't before. And I feel like yeah. that's kind of like the hook and sinker uh, metaphors. Like you get you with get you with the uh, you see you know little sinker there, and it's like, but it's easy, you know. And, and that's and the thing. The, yeah. As a as a music fan, I've been known to go back to like a particular track or a song just for like one five second guitar lick, which I just <laughs> can't get enough. Like or or like there's um there's a particular um American band um Ice Nine Kills. They do a bit in their song um. Ah, oh, what the hell's the song called? Uh, Take your pick, and there's just like a guitar, 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 and then there's just a flam on the on the thing, and then it goes four four again, and it's just fucking, yeah. it's like fucking just like <laughs> that's the one. Like so, yeah. I'll just like, the whole song's fine, but that bit is just like so when it's kind of like, and I guess you guys know obviously what you're doing, but when you're writing, it's like yeah, that's that's gonna be the one. I always liken it to. Um, James Hetfield and Lars writing and a Sandman and going, do you think this is all right? Do you think this will be okay? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's really cool in that respect. Um, Meanwhile, you got Kirk going, yeah, I'll, but I basically wrote the riff, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so obviously, we, we spoke about the single and things. Obviously, the, the record is on its way i don't know how much you can say about the record but um i don't know either so i, I better no, no. not say much <laughs> fair enough fair enough. but what we can say is it coming that's i know it's no definitely prior, coming well it's, i know prior it's, i know uh... nothing prior to that that is coming that's all i know okay. so. <laughs> well i think what i can definitely say is it's yeah. done so it's yeah, just sure. it's just ready to be released out to the world so it's it has it has been done um Absolutely. so it will come soon um yeah for sure and judging by the yeah the the reaction with the first single, I think it's gonna hopefully be another good one. So I, I believe we're gonna do. I'm sure there'll be another single. That's usually mm-hmm. what things yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how things go. There's another yeah, single, absolutely. then there's the thing. But we are going out on tour, so we, mm-hmm. we yeah, will yeah, be yeah. playing a couple of new songs on on the tour. Yeah, for sure. You're going to Australia, New Zealand. Am I right in saying that? that um, I'm not too sure about New Zealand. I don't think we're doing New Zealand. Okay, but we're doing no, a okay. tour. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's I mean, fair. it's been it's been a while. It's been yeah, last yeah, show yeah. was with um, with with was with Opeth actually in twenty nineteen. Nice. Yeah, which was great because we got to play this venue in Melbourne called the Palais Theatre, mm-hmm. and it's always been like a bucket list venue. Like, Amazing. I mean, we'd never play it ourselves. Like, there's just no sure. way. <laughs> never, never say never. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it happened. We, we mm. had, were able to support Opeth um, yeah, sure. at this theatre, and it was just like. Holy shit! This is happening, mm-hmm. um, but that was really. that's that's why like during the lockdown or like, you know what? If this it, you know pandemic ends up like ruining the music industry, we never ever tour again. At least yeah. the last gig was at the Palais. That was kind of like the yeah, ongoing absolutely. joke during lockdown. Absolutely. <laughs> so I I have a again my listeners probably going to be sick of it, but I tell everyone this story because it's just really quite interesting. I am um, so March 2020. I I was in Paris. I went on a little little excursion, little holiday, and I made it back. Oh, I'm so jealous. I made it back with two days to spare, and I'm oh, not even joking. So really? the last day I was going to go to the Louvre in Paris to see the Mona Lisa and all that kind of thing, and yeah. I walked up to the gate and they're like, "Shut." We're, we've closed everything that hangs apart and i was like okay i'm going home tomorrow so that's fine i got home like <laughs> turned the news on i was like uh paris france has locked their borders and i was like fuck yeah you know? so like, but like that that like that few days i was away um the last band i saw was um the thrash metal band testament so i was like nice. if this is the last gig i ever see then fine, <laughs> i can live with that <laughs> yeah nice. so it was cool it was cool um so yeah yeah Obviously, you guys are ahead of me in time, and it's sort of your evening, so I don't want to take too much more of your time, my friend. Um, no, oh, good, what, man. What, what I do want to say is um, thank you for coming on. Um, and my pleasure. Every, everything goes amazingly for, for the record when it's released and everything else, and obviously the single is out now, so go and check it out. Um, but I've got a couple more questions for you, um, and they're sort of yeah. quite nice little enders, I guess. Yeah. How With Spotify and Apple Music and all the rest of other streaming services, being you know everything's available to everybody who are you currently listening to at the moment 
do you have any bands you you're currently listening to and go Ooh. i quite like as yeah that's the reaction every time i love it <laughs> yeah okay 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 there's okay the, i'll listen to things for specific reasons okay for sure so um been revisiting a lot of uh, so my, I have a workout playlist and it's mm-hmm. a strictly nice. 80s montage music. So, <laughs> yeah. so there's this movie called Rad. It's a BMX, old right. school BMX um, mm-hmm. riding Disney style movie. And yeah. John Farnham actually did the soundtrack to it. And okay, nice. that that album, that soundtrack for Rad mm-hmm. is, yeah. is rad. <laughs> it's so nice. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, perfect for 80s montage workout music. So I listened nice. to a lot of that. <laughs> uh, revisiting like old journey and stuff like that like amazing yeah, that yeah, kind of sure. stuff yeah so that i listen to that for for workout strictly working out because it mm-hmm. makes me feel like you, you know, feel like, like, you're in like you're doing the workout absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then um for been smashing uh bones i think it's called by michael mayo mm-hmm. is a right, vocalist, okay. uh, r&b yeah. soul singer okay amazing yeah. Um, I think he collabed with Jacob Collier and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he's, he's that yeah. kind of, you know, yeah, ridiculous yeah, sure. vocal guy. Um, <laughs> been listening to lots of dark pop. Um, yeah. Just in general. I think yeah, I've been yeah. really digging a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, a couple of DJs like Max Braun and stuff like that. Just, just <laughs> really bad, but sonically pleasing, like hard styles just like edm mm. shit i tell you I, 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 I don't think there's any such thing as a guilty pleasure i just don't think guilty pleasures exist because people are like no. oh i can't listen to this i'm like no just if you like it you like it and exactly fuck anyone, right? you, fuck anyone tells you different like that's <laughs> yeah man so um been smashing the silk sonic album that was obviously mm-hmm. just undeniably amazing but before yeah. that i was oh my god do a leap of that album future oh, nostalgia brilliant yeah 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 I, just, I, I bought tickets to her tour because she's coming mm. to Australia in November, yeah. and we just—I was just so stoked that I just bought tickets to Brisbane, yeah. which was like, yeah, a four-hour flight away. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm not missing out on seeing Dua Lipa, so I bought like tickets then and there to go see her in like in November. So yeah, smash those albums. Um, in terms of like heavy stuff, I've been—I mean, I love—I just saw Loath. They were out here recently amazing amazing band yeah yeah for sure holy shit they sounded yeah. incredible i'm yet um, to catch them so I'm, I'm looking forward to when they do oh, uh sort of dude. tour and stuff back in the uk but yeah, yeah and you're spoiled like you, mm-hmm. you, hopefully they'll, they'll most likely gig more there than they yeah. would over here so <laughs> definitely yeah, yeah, catch yeah. them holy shit yeah, for sure. um love them they they're the latest kind of heavy band that i really got into that was like oh these guys are doing something yeah. fresh them and like sleep token um, definitely sleep got a sleep yeah. token. They recently toured here yeah. as well, and I saw them. They were amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. Nice. Um, sure. But yeah, that, that's pretty much what's going on. And I, I just have my regular go-tos. Like I always mm-hmm. listen to Silverchair because I love them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> massive, like you know, Pantera fan from back in the day. I know that's they're mm-hmm. in the, been in the news lately. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts uh, on the so Pantera? The thoughts, the thoughts with Pantera. Um, I think. Oh, it's such a it's such a double-edged sword um i don't yeah. think they should reform and it's kind of but then mm. again i say that as someone who's one of their favorite bands is black sabbath and if mm. ozzy still is touring and whatnot i will still go and see him even though he is you know on paper <laughs> not great at the minute and he probably yeah, should yeah. just kick the bucket and kick the bucket not kick the bucket kick mm. the touring in christ i don't want ozzy to die fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> No, um, he's, he's the kind of guy that will live forever. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like I would go and be like, this is great. So um, it's yeah. separating the art from the artist. And yeah. I think, yeah, it, it's such a hard one because I think Phil Anselmo is troubled. I will say mm. that much. Yeah. Um, and that's a very big understatement for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. yeah, okay. uh, I mean, I'm not the biggest Pantera fan, but, you know, they've got some banging tunes. I'll put a, a Pantera Essentials playlist on Apple Music or whatever, but I wouldn't, um, personally, I don't right. listen to them in regular rotation, but yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, well, they're, they're a big you. part of my, mm. yeah, yeah, they were a big part of my metal upbringing. Like, mm-hmm. back when, sure. obviously, Spotify, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't mm. have Spotify, so 
or any internet for that matter. Yeah. So like we only found bands through like radio or CDs or you know, yeah, mixtapes sure. or whatever. So when you found a band, they were your band, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely, yeah, I, I guess yeah, it's yeah. kind of same with like when you're a teenager, that's when you do yeah. most of your, you know, when the, the music means to you the most out yeah, of most people, you know, because that's yeah, when yeah. you're, you know, you're growing up, you know, going through puberty and you're having all these crazy new, you know, like, feelings and thoughts about life and all this kind of stuff. So it, music means so much to you or to people and humans, I reckon, in that, in that yeah. period. So, like, during that period, it was, yeah, it was Metallica, Pantera, yeah. you know, bands like that, like the Big Four, like mm-hmm. Sepultura and Anthrax mm-hmm. and all, Megadeth, Iron Maiden, like, they, they were my bands. Like, that's all yeah. I listened to. Until I found yeah. Sugar, then I just yeah. listened to Sugar full stop. <laughs> <laughs> and Sixth as well. Oh my god, they're, they're, yeah, they're like my favourite bands ever. Yeah. Like holy shit, they were too far ahead of their time. Yeah, for sure. Reckon, like, Absolutely. And the, but at the same time, they influenced a whole new wave of bands that mm-hmm. are awesome. But at the yeah. same time, I just feel I don't feel right because I, I feel like those bands get all this attention where it's like, but they wouldn't be around if they never listen to sixth, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree I feel with like that. They're, they're like unsung heroes a little bit, but everyone mm-hmm. in the scene knows them though. Like if you say sixth, yeah. musicians are like, yeah, bro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, it, I do feel like there's a lot of um, sort of UK band and stuff that they just don't get the leg up they deserve. And, you know, I, um, for, for for fear of listeners li- hearing the same spiel from me about <laughs> certain bands that get the leg up because money's involved, but um, you see, like, oh, really? um, there's a there's a few bands. Um, I'm just trying to think. So, Palm Reader, are one who I absolutely love, and they, you know, they'll play like sort of three, two, three hundred rooms in London, and then you yeah. see other bands who get every main stage support, and it's like how the fuck is, I mean, musically they're mm. completely different, but it's like, how is that fair? But, and then you look at it and like, oh, you're the son of so-and-so. Oh, that makes so much sense. Do you know what no. I mean? And it's kind it of like- It is who you know. Huh? It is who you know. And I think it's- It does help. Bad on that respect, but life- It life just sucks. Getting... But at the same time, if you don't deliver, then you mm. very quickly, people will know. And yeah, absolutely, done, absolutely. You know? People can- people There's can only so much that can- rap For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's only so, so that, far. It can only take you so far. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so the final question I ask everyone, my guest is, and again, it's not, it sounds like such a big question to finish on, but what is the best thing about being in a band? Oh, I love, best thing about being in a band is being vulnerable, I think, and okay. being okay with it. Nice. Yeah, for sure. For me. It's, I think, being a creator, mm-hmm. you do bear your soul a fair bit. Well, the way yeah. I do anyway. Like, yeah, you know, I put it through, I pour it through my music and yeah. my production and stuff like that. And whatever I'm feeling is how I, you know, perform or how I, you know, apply those mixing techniques or production ideas. So, like, every, because I've done, produced every album that we've released. Yeah, for sure it's a timestamp of how I was and how I was feeling mm. at that point. And yeah. so when people ask, especially production stuff, it's like, oh, is there anything you want to change? It's like, yeah. I mean, now, like, of mm-hmm. course, if I think about the first album, there's a lot of things I would change in terms of mix and production. And But yeah. that was how I was feeling That's at the time. That's, time. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And that was like my skill set at the time too. I was, probably yeah. wasn't as good as and my ears weren't as tuned, as well tuned as it is now like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and my outlook on life is completely different and you know all yeah. the relationships that i have are different so mm-hmm. i know i feel like that is what i most grateful for for, yeah, for, for sure. being in a band it's, and and also why i like it because yeah. if i didn't have that kind of outlet like i'm sure i'd still be creative i'll probably if say circles ended tomorrow i'll still write mm-hmm. music and be creative Absolutely, but i feel yeah, like yeah. circles or being in a band allows me to do it in in a very accessible way. <laughs> yeah, for sure, absolutely. And that's the thing. I, I think you, you spoke about at the very start of the podcast about being sort of six, seven years old and with your with your dual mixtape and things like that. It's like <laughs> I think creativity is uh, in everybody, but some people have just got it in abundance, and you can't control it in the same way as you can't control, you know, 
the type of person you're into sexually and things like that in your relationships you just are who you are and if you're creative you've just got it in you it's like you, yeah. you try and contain you try and push <laughs> it down it comes out harder and faster and there's nothing you can do so exactly um my, my, it doesn't my stop there either it's just like mm, yeah i just i'm just i guess have that creativity and i choose to pour it into music and audio some yeah. people pour into things like podcasting or interviews because you still have to yeah. make creative decisions it's like at the start yeah. of the day it's like i've got these sets of problems i need yeah. to make, finish these off i've yeah. got to troubleshoot i've got to i've got to problem solve that and you got yeah. to you got to creatively think of ideas to solve these problems so like yeah. that yeah. in itself is, is is creativity and if you're able to do things and like i say you've you've done x amount of so many episodes now yeah and you've been actually, interviewing two years uh this podcast was about three days ago it was two year a two-year anniversary so we that's started right lockdown, i'll, I'll so, listen yeah. to a bit of that podcast yeah oh, so congrats. <laughs> yeah yeah congrats yeah it's great so it's, it's especially like that like it's just mm. proof that you've got some kind of at least some kind of creative drive to, especially yeah. in this you know the metal genre isn't the most popular <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Know, genre as you know like so you, mm. for anyone that does anything like this in our genre yeah i already know that they do it because they're one they're creative and they they're passionate about it and exactly. that's the great thing about this genre and that's why i feel like as soon as you meet someone in this industry or this genre of yeah. this circuit and you have a quick conversation with them you instantly yeah. you have this rapport because you know that they're doing it because they love it because it's not if you're just doing it for the money or like be just there to be cool you can instantly tell by the and first sentence that they say I've, I've got a, i've got a perfect little thing just to to finish this off um i was yeah. down at the pub with a couple of friends yesterday and i was just wearing just a, a band shirt i think it was a metallica shirt and someone just walked up to me and went fucking love your shirt master of puppets or <laughs> black album and that was it that was his opening statement master of Puppets or black Great. album i was like i was yes. like and justice for all question mark <laughs> we just, yeah we sat there for like two hours just having a conversation about music and it was like i again i i like i dabble in other genres and things and i, I like all music but at the same time i don't know if that's the same as what it is or if it's exclusive for metal i just or you know rock i don't know but it's a, it's I, a hell of I think you're right thing. i think it's pretty exclusive to metal like it's for this type like yeah when it's just instantly before like just the example that you gave it's like yeah you didn't even have to introduce yourself but you're going no, exactly. straight up with with a really a kind of question that you ask someone that you've met for maybe the third time or something yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the kind of you know in a regular person's life that will be the third yeah. meeting when you can ask a question like that whereas with yeah. metal fans it's just like straight in there bro <laughs> and that, that was the thing I, I for a second i thought he was being a, a bit elitist and was like name me five songs but it genuinely wasn't i was like I can like test me on Metallica. Okay, I've got you. I've got I've got it sorted. But, like <laughs> it was just one of yeah. those things. Um, it's funny because yeah, I, I have the same conversations with people because um, I do the odd shift at a guitar shop. Okay, and so yeah, yeah, like yeah. we just you know you pass the time, you you mm. just talk about music yeah, and like guitar yeah, yeah. stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, and so we've had so many conversations about you know Metallica and like how Puppets was and like how they kind of that was the pinnacle of their thing, and then there was the next phase, and then I'm I'm a huge Load fan, as in the, mm -hmm. yeah, the album. Yeah, no. Like it's, I, I yeah. reckon it's some of the best Metallica songwriting in there. Like there's some yeah. prog elements is in there, and I've definitely inspired me to mm -hmm. write stuff like yeah. that. Like a lot of our songs are influenced by the way Metallica have structured their songs and stuff like that. So. Yeah, um sure. yeah took a leaf out of their book in there but yeah like we just have these extended eight hour day long conversations about metallica so like that's just it it's just like talking to another metalhead is just you just have so much because we're so passionate about music and stuff mm -hmm. we have so much knowledge to draw on so the the conversation was just flow and flow and flow and that's i don't know maybe that's part of being that awkward metalhead kid in in school like as, as stereotypical as that might seem like that's yeah. that's who i was i was i was the misfit i was the odd one out <laughs> listening that's, to metal that's the thing as well like so um in my day job a lot of my friends um work colleagues listen to you know other stuff that isn't metal and we have a like a speaker at work and people just put music on normally it's kind of like 80s like throwback and that's fine whatever that's cool because yeah. that's all time hey, stuff into it <laughs> and someone will put something on that's like i don't know released in 2010 and it's like a you know r&b or a rap track and so oh this is so like old and it's like 
What do you mean? Like <laughs> I listen to like I don't listen to most things past 1980. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So again, it's yeah. kind of such a weird thing. <laughs> but I yeah, love it. I'm the same though, man. I'm, I'm in huge. I love my pop as well. Like I was mm. huge, a, a massive boy band fan. Like Amazing. I was obsessed with NSYNC. I knew all the choreography. I knew Amazing. all the lyrics. I used to play it on piano and stuff and try to sing it. Huge mass. I went through a Spice Girls phase. It's like a huge yeah. Spice Girls phase. I, I watched the movie not too long ago, Spice World. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> and shed a tear for Meatloaf. Nice. Uh, sure. But yeah, I, I love all that stuff, man. And like even the obviously the recent pop stuff as well. Like, mm. like I mentioned, Silk Sonic. Although that's a bit of a different thing because they've gone for this old school Motown vibe, which yeah, works. Yeah, for sure. And that's what for made sure. that album so cool. It's like this mo- straight up Motown, but with the two dudes, they just give it this hip hop edge that we've never really heard before which is really yeah. cool it's like old old and new just mashed up together and this whole nostalgia thing which is sick but yeah I, lo- I love all that stuff as well what kind of pop do you listen to like um so who's I your listen, pop go to i i think my pop go to i'm a massive um female pop kind of guy so give me taylor katie perry yeah um yeah i'm a obsessive with billy eilish i've yeah, uh, I went there and see well. her in london and Again, from a, like a production standpoint, uh, I've, there's um, lots of videos of Phineas, her brother, and talking about like how they made certain songs, and it's like, okay, now, like, and people, you know, and it's no shade on people who listen to it just on a surface level, mm. but it's like all the different things that are like, wow, blood, it's yeah, and you know, I, I just think for her age as well, for what she's done mm. with with pop and you know it's more i think it transcends pop there's a lot of kind of darker imagery and stuff in it as well which i think is what draws a lot of people into it um Mm. and you know i've been i'm 29 i'm nearly 30 i'm holding on to my 20s like you wouldn't believe (laughs) um (laughs) and i've been going to shows since i was 14 and i went to go and see billy eilish about uh, two months ago something like that and it was one of the hardest things i've ever i've never seen a crowd so ravenous it was yeah. insane I, it was just the most insane thing and she came out um and done bury a friend first and that drop in bury a friend's like i want to end and it's just fucking yeah. mental <laughs> fucking mental and i was like it's crazy about eight years old going so hard <laughs> I'm just like what's happening like yeah so, i mean i'm the Wild. only person there wearing a behemoth shirt but that is besides the point <laughs> that's amazing that is also amazing. Imagine if you saw that Metallica guy there. <laughs> yeah, incredible. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. She's great though. Like she, th- what I love about her is like she's completely honest with her artistry. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. And, and that's what shines through to me. That's what really because I heard about her obviously a lot. Billy Eilish. It's like, oh, who is yeah, this yeah. person? Then I heard the, the big breakaway single, and it's like, yeah. yeah, it's cool. She's just kind of doing this whisper thing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like it's cool. It's a cool pop. And then I kind of dove a bit deeper because i was like i gotta check her out because so yeah. many people are talking about it and like if, yeah. if someone's this big they have to be good yeah like they can't you know there's so there's only so much like manufactured stuff you can do mm-hmm. from like your yeah, x factors or whatever voice or whatever yeah. they're great singers but there's only so much there's only so far you can go and then exactly. to yeah, be yeah. that big for that long and have that many hits you yeah. either need to be have an amazing songwriting team behind you or yeah. you yourself you've got to be a really good artist and that have yeah. longevity so i was like well i have to check her out now and when yeah, i did absolutely. i'm like holy shit she's and and Phineas are amazing like they're just oh, wait, when, completely when you find out she wrote like most of the songs on the ep when she was 15 and she's talking about some of the dark imagery she is oh. i'm like fucking hell like i mean 15 year old me would love to have written something like how i felt like that yeah. you know what i mean it's like jesus christ yeah she she's definitely got something like she's she's yeah def, she's truly gifted like she's yeah, got some absolutely. kind of gift something's happened to her and yeah. and him as well they're both just musically yeah. and just have these this kind of knowledge and this i don't know like even this production stuff is just mm-hmm. ideas that normal people wouldn't have thought of, but yeah. he just makes it into art and sound yeah. and audio, which is great. And it's really, I think it's inspired a lot of like mm-hmm. musicians going, well, yeah. I might not be able to play shred guitar, but yeah. I know sound, I can do yeah. this and yeah. make beats and stuff. And then, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, be your own artist. So yeah, I love it. I love it all. Absolutely. That that brings us. We're we're just coming onto the hour mark, which brings us sort of perfectly to 
to a, to a finale as such. But I'm going to give you a couple of minutes just to to fill the to um do your thing if you want to promote obviously the single things like that. Anything you want to say to the people, feel free, and then we'll oh. we'll shoot off out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how hot is it there today? I hear it, you guys are going through a bit of a heat wave. So we had. Uh, I'm currently. Are we talking hate- like? British, it was about, it was about 40 degrees uh, a few days ago, oh, which right. is unprecedented. Um, 40 is just, hot, man. It's currently 28 degrees at the moment, so it's not it's nice. too bad. It's not too bad, but uh, right. yeah. 28 is like a nice for me. Like, absolutely. 28 is like a perfect temperature, but 40, damn, dude. 40 that is was, hot. That was hot. And that's the thing. Like, you know, I, I, I always make the joke saying that Britain is a little bit just unprepared for everything it's like when we have like <laughs> even like a centimeter of snow like everything shuts everything closes down and i just got visions of like canadians in four foot five foot snow drifts laughing at them <laughs> yeah. with you guys and then like yeah. the opposite of that we get 40 degree heat and um like people in dubai are like come talk to us go grab a beer like yeah, it's yeah. fine you know what i mean like we're, we're just not coped for it like <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. pretty funny it's hilarious no i love it um yeah nothing nothing really much to plug obviously the single's out yeah for sure more coming um i'm just gonna watch what i say because i actually don't know no, no, what no. i can yeah, no, say course, so. but we are going on tour that's one thing mm-hmm. i definitely do know yep. unfortunately for anyone listening outside of australia yeah <laughs> outside of adelaide canberra brisbane and sydney and melbourne mm-hmm. yeah um sorry yeah. We, we're only playing those cities but we, no, cool, we aren't always open yeah, 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 i absolutely. would love to come back back over to um to europe uk that's mm. that's where we want to be like we've we've yeah. had offers for the states actually and and amazing it's nice. expensive to go yeah, there at the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. visas are difficult we've got like a passport issue in australia at the moment like right so impossible to process passports at the moment all delays and just mm. yeah we're just horror horror stories from other bands that we're hearing that mm-hmm. have tried to do the the tour and then Things are being cancelled, and like Northland had to cancel their tour. Yeah. Um, and because Josh is our is part of our management team, Josh from Northland. Amazing. Okay, for sure. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. He he he's runs Open Door Management with Chris O'Brien and Roy Ma, who's our manager. So. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, Fuck. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Management company that do a mm. few bands. Um, but yeah, and, th- and they had to cancel their American tour and lost a whole bunch of money, and mm-hmm. so we're like. We're not at that status to be able. No, 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 for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. sure they can't lose the money either. It's terrible. No, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we lost that, that's a huge hit for us. We probably wouldn't be able to tour for the next two years if that happened to yeah. us. But, um, but at the same time, we just love Europe and UK. Like it's, I feel like it's there's more culture. There's more. I feel more at home over there. <laughs> but, nice. I mean, we haven't done the states, but so I can't, yeah. I can't speak. But I just, I just feel like it's more. It's a bit more fun over there. And the crowds, Absolutely. crowds love it, and we love to go see the crowds as well. So yeah, and that touring. I I always make a, I always make a point of saying on the podcast that if um we see each other at the gig, if I come to a, to a circle show or you're in a support slot in London, England, anywhere close to my proximity, I'm gonna buy you a beverage of your choice um as a thank you for coming on because awesome. time is precious and you know you don't have to do it. So it's yeah, so that's a real thank you. It's a I know, love to man. It's um it's and been a really really. Yeah. Fun, cool chat, and I hope that you got you've enjoyed it as much as as I have, basically. <laughs> oh, always, man. Yeah, and, and the and the back, straight back at you as well. Like, if you let us know, because I'm not like part of management, and I don't really yeah. deal with that kind of stuff too much. But yeah, sure. um, obviously, you got my personal uh, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. You'll be able to find yeah. it on the website on the yeah, for sure. on our Facebook and stuff. Um, but hit us up because um, yeah, if absolutely. we do. And that way, yeah, we, yeah. And if you want to come to the show, just yeah, we just chuck you on the door, bro. Absolutely. Always, fine, always love seeing friends and at shows. And then that way, you can buy me that beer. That just locks you into buying me. Absolutely. Beer. And you know what's really funny? I, I, you know, I'm in a privileged position where I do this kind of thing as as press, PR, and things. But also, I've yeah. become friends with band members. So now yeah. I go. I've like got festivals um, booked for press and things. And I've been getting messages going. So I've announced it, and then like some. So um, I'm going to Bloodstock Festival in the UK. Uh, in about nice. two weeks and male- the band malevolence you know you know them the hardcore band malevolence yeah. Yeah. Um, i've had josh on and i consider him a mate he went 
you buy me that beer then and i was like for fuck's sake yeah. i forgot what i said that um, uh, yeah, yeah 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 i, I start say, like it's like exactly yeah. so it's gonna be your worst nightmare when all the mans that you've interviewed are playing yeah. this one festival <laughs> you'll be like you have to buy everyone beers now absolutely right i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot because i've got to get a load of laundry and clean this flat up i had to literally i had to move so much stuff but i was like my flat's right i can't do this man like, it looks fine mate. what are you talking about it, it looks it looks very it looks well clean in there unless all the, the junk's just like you pushed it over literally behind camera. my chair no it's fine <laughs> right nice work. um yeah thank you my dude um circles new single out now check it out album coming soon to be tb is it tba to be announced yeah that's the one to be announced um, yeah playing australia we do have an australian following so go and check them out over there um, and until then, stay safe, be cool, and thank you, Ted, for coming on. It's been a pleasure, my friend. It's been a pleasure for me as well, Matt. Thanks for having us. Appreciate awesome it. Stuff. We're going to do the, the fake goodbye real quick. Right. <laughs> Adios. Bye. See you, mate.